everyone, and welcome back to From the Front Row. A few weeks ago, many of us Masters of Public Health students at the College of Public Health were in Boston attending the American Public Health Association, or APHA's, annual conference. My name is Radha Villamurray, and today we have a panel of students here to talk about their experiences at this conference. If it's your first time listening, welcome. We're a student-run podcast that talks about major issues in public health and how they are relevant to anyone, both in and outside the field of public health. Welcome to the show, everyone. So we're going to start real easy. I'm going to ask you guys to introduce yourselves um, and tell us a little bit about the program you're in and anything else you'd like to add, whatever floats your boat. So just one by one, let's get the show on the road. Hi, my name is Ellie Madsen. I'm a first year and I'm in the Occupational and Environmental Health Department. So we have a lot of different like degree programs in the OEH department. So we have like toxicology, ergonomics, a lot of different fun ones. I'm personally just the OEH, Occupational and Environmental Health, but personally I am specifically in environmental health. So there you go. Hi, I'm Grace Gertz, and I'm a second year in the MPH program here at Iowa, and I'm in the biostats department, which is sort of the ugly stepsister, as a lot of people like to think of it. It's a lot of data analysis. That's what we do. We're behind the scenes. Hi, I'm Eliza Steer. I'm a second year MPH student in the community behavioral health department, and we look at communities, health behavior, and just health change in general. Hi, I'm Jada McDonald. I am a undergraduate student in the management and policy program. I'm specifically interested in health policy and how to use policy change to promote maternal health outcomes. Nice. And I'm Rada, as I said before, and I guess I'm representing epidemiology. So we got all the programs here. We got a biostats representative, an epi representative, OEH or occupational environmental health. We have policy and we have community and behavioral health. So hopefully we'll get a nice overview of what was going on at this conference where there are apparently 12,500 people or more than that number were in attendance, which is mind blowing. So let's, you know, one by one, how about you tell me or tell our audience what the conference was like for you? Just like maybe a summary. I personally just thought it was like really big. Like, as you said, there were over 12,500 whatever people. I thought that was like super overwhelming a little bit that there were so many people. Like I said multiple times, I was like, this is the biggest building I've ever been in. But it was so cool and exciting to learn about different things. And there were so many areas of public health there that you could even get like really niche. Like there was a couple talks like specifically about like ankles and like feet and then there were the ones that I went to which was about like a lot of climate change and like education of children on like climate and environmentalism so there was just a big array of public health like all over the spectrum and that was really exciting and cool I would agree um the two the two words I would use for the conference are overwhelming and equally exciting it was very big um, and everything I went into the conference thinking I was going to attend, I ended up switching it up and going to different sessions. Like there was a session over any interest I could possibly have. I, um, I went to genetics talks. I went to systemic racism and data analysis talks. I went to women's rights film screenings. So 
there was just a lot going on, but I think that made it really exciting to be able to hear from a bunch of different experts in a wide variety of fields. I would have to agree. I really liked indulging in my interests. There was definitely a lot of public health stuff there, which was really exciting, but I got, I'm got i glad that I got to learn more about my field and then meet individuals practicing in my field, which was really awesome to see. I agree with everything said. Um, it was very rejuvenating and exciting, and I think it's re-sparked my interest too in public health and just as someone who's graduating in May, um, it was really exciting just to see how passionate everyone was for public health coming out of the pandemic and really, um, you know, it was a really tough time for public health professionals. And so seeing everyone come together, it was really exciting just to see, you know, everyone go, hey, we had this really hard time for, you know, two years, but, you know, we still have all these other aspects of public health that we focus on. And so that was really cool just to see how passionate everyone was and how excited everyone was for the future of public health. And so that was something I really enjoyed and going through the expo and talking with people that were at different organizations, companies, and schools. I think that was also really cool just to see how, um, wide a, a variety of public health options there are out there for our careers. Yeah, thanks, Eliza. When um, Grace mentioned going to a whole different variety of things, I relate to that so much. I went to the same film screening she went to. We actually sat right next to each other. And I also went to, literally down the hall, I went to a discussion on uh, SNAP benefits and on food insecurity. So just there was a whole spectrum of things in one building, which was just fascinating, which I think is a great thing that conferences can provide. It's like a giant gathering of people with similar interests, but also not un- non-similar interests. So like you can get everything that's tied together, but you can still break out into your little niches. So speaking of little niches, is there any um, highlight in your specific niche? Like, you you know, we all are in different departments. So was there anything you went to that maybe is with your affiliation in, you know, in your program and that was like a highlight for you or that you had a major takeaway or a lesson that you think you could share? I don't know about a lesson, but I got to do a lot of networking um, in my specific area. So I met a lot of other people that worked for like environmental nonprofits and like different things like that, or were like environmental health specialists for like different, like public health agencies around the country. And so I got a lot of different business cards and I got to be able to like talk to those people, which was really amazing and really cool. And there was one specific like presentation over, like cover crops and like different sort of agriculture, which is really interesting to me because food is important that people have food. And so you have to be able to produce more food, like with the climate changing and different things like that. And so I talked to her and she actually sent me her research, like some of the things from that, which was really cool. So I have like a bigger network from APHA just for my little section, which is really cool. Yeah, I think I would have to agree. The networking there was absolutely amazing I think I met so many people that were in my field and I think taking away and still being in contact with those people is really 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 awesome for me um and I also met people that were you know all over the world but are all over yeah the world and country but they're doing work that's really close to us actually in the county over um and they you know want me to help them with that which is really cool 
um, policy work regarding, you know, racial disparities and things like that. So it was really awesome to meet people that were doing things that are in Iowa and that I can actually relate to my my policy degree. I think it's crazy that you ran into more people from Iowa at a national conference. I mean, I was running into people from everywhere, um, but that's amazing that you were able to find an opportunity for, you know, a job later. You know what the what the thing is, which is really, really interesting. They're not from Iowa. They're from the East Coast, but they're doing projects in counties all over the country. And one of the counties happened to be Lynn County, which is down the street. So they're technic they're stationed, they're you know, they're a lot of them are at on the East Coast. They're just doing projects around the country, which is cool. Small world still. Yeah. <laughs> I'd have to agree the networking at APHA was just really awesome. And I think everyone there is so excited to be there, which I think just creates an environment that is great for networking. And I think also we had the opportunity to connect with a lot of alumni from the University of Iowa. And so it was great just to connect with um, past uh, colleagues that I worked with and I hadn't met in person because um, we had worked remotely. And so finally meeting them in person for the first time, that was really fun but also getting to meet people who also did similar work work to what I'm currently doing um, and seeing if there were any takeaways from their projects that we could apply to our projects and just seeing if there were anything that they had learned, things that they had learned in their communities and if there was anything in common. And so I think that's what is really amazing about APHA is that everyone's there for a common goal and everyone wants to help each other and see if there's any way that we can like push research forward and so I think that was what's one thing I found is that everyone's like, hey, I found out this. Is there anything that you found in your community or in your clinic? And that was one thing I noticed a lot within research. So that was really cool. I would agree with all of the networking stuff that's been said. Um, I know I went to some poster presentations over research that's similar to the research I'm doing. And I found that those were very helpful. Um, but I would also add that I just felt like I learned a lot. Um I went to this talk about the way data is structured can be and enable systemic racism in a lot of ways. And like as a biostatistician, we we talk a lot about making sure the data isn't structured for biases and stuff. But um, this was sort of like a new topic, it felt like. They were talking a lot about census data and other types of data. Um, and it just wasn't really something that I had considered a lot in my work because um, you feel like as a biostatistician um, in the back half of the research sort of, um, you know, the epidemiologists are structuring and collecting data to make sure. Um, but it just, it just really was sort of introduced me to an entire concept, concept that I hadn't really thought about a lot yet, which I just thought that was really exciting. I completely agree with the whole eye-opening thing. And I like how all of you brought up networking as like a highlight for the conference. You were just able to meet a lot of people, which I mean, you know, like I said, there were 12,500 people in attendance at this conference. And, you know, you're bound to find someone who's doing something similar to you. So I completely understand with the networking. The final thing that I would just kind of like to add about maybe like takeaways. It made you feel like proud to be like an up and coming public health like person, like professional, because as we know, like public health, sometimes you're kind of like swimming upstream in a way. And like, <laughs> sometimes it's a little bit hard and just being surrounded by a bunch of people that 
were passionate and just like really excited to make the world a better place made you want to like also make the world a better place. So it just made you really proud to be the future <laughs> in a way. And so that was really nice. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I have to totally agree with that. Like while the conference itself is very overwhelming because there's so many people there, I didn't come away more overwhelmed. I came away more like excited and like ready to like jump into the workforce. I love that. I love that so much. And I agree completely. You know, as someone who went for epidemiology, I was thinking about what Grace said with um, how she talked about how all the, the biostat seminar like really got to her and made her think about all the systemic things and all of the stuff that, and the research that she's doing and how Eliza talked about the research that she was doing and how she met people who were presenting posters and how all of that sort of made her think more about her own research. I feel exactly the same way. Like I'm really interested in maternal and child health, a lot like Jada. And so I went to a um, film screening for maternal child health, just women's rights in general. And I came away so much more passionate about women's rights and uh, women's health that I, you know, went and tried to find some of those documentaries on my own. We only watched partially um, partial screenings of all those documentaries. And I just went online and tried to learn more about it just because I was so rejuvenated and um, encouraged to learn more from these seminars. So a lot of the things that this conference provided was maybe like a taste of the field or um, you get to meet one person who is working in a field, but you come away with so much more motivation to, you know, maybe contact that person and meet more people or, you know, go around and read more books or watch more documentaries or learn more about the little taste you got in these seminars that we went to. So yeah, that's amazing. I'm glad you all had that experience. Um, I know one of you presented. Did any of did any of the rest of you present at this conference? All right, Eliza, I'm going to put you on the spot. I know you presented at this conference. So can you tell us a little bit about what that was like and maybe give us a little, you know, your brief elevator pitch for your research just to so our listeners can know what you shared? Yeah, so I presented a poster on challenges and opportunities implementing evidence-based interventions in rural primary care clinics to increase HPV vaccination uptake. And so what that basically means is that we worked, we partnered with the American Cancer Society to evaluate an intervention that they had already designed and tested in urban areas to see if we could um, basically see if it was able to be implemented in rural areas for HPV uptake. And so what we know is that HPV vaccination rates in rural areas within Iowa are lower than what they should be. And they're below the Health People 2030 target of 80%. And so we're working to um, implement immunization and quality improvement for providers or IQIP best practices along with a learning collaborative. And so that's the intervention. And so we're doing the um, the evaluation side. So it's a process evaluation. That's amazing. What was presenting that like? Did you meet other people? Like you said, you met other people who were presenting similar topics. So were you able to get your point across? Like, how do you think presenting went? So I was kind of prepared to sit there and kind of just sit there for about an hour and get a couple people to come talk to me. And I was completely busy for the entire hour. <laughs> Didn't even take a sip of my water. So that was very um, exciting for me as a student. I was, you know, this is a project I've been working on for two, almost two years now. And so this is a topic, HP vaccination is a topic I'm very passionate about. Um, 
you know, HPV vaccination prevents six types of cancer. And so um, everyone that was coming up to me, either like typically they were either working in healthcare clinics or physicians, doctors, nurses, or they do HPV vaccine research themselves. So everyone was very invested in the topic. And so they were throwing around ideas. Have you tried this? Have you tried that? Have you seen this in your clinic? What issues were you running into? And so it was really cool just to see um, how everyone was kind of trying to brainstorm almost when they were coming up to me. And so that was really cool just to see what they were doing in their clinics or they were having a real tough time getting HP vaccination across in their clinic. Um, and so they were like, how can we do this in our clinic? And so um, me just pointing them to resources that, you know, we know work. And so that was a really cool opportunity just to really talk about what we've been finding in our clinics. And so I really enjoyed it. So what I'm hearing is if you get the opportunity to present at a conference, especially one of this caliber, jump on it. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Cause then, you know, you get to share your work, but I think the more important thing is that you get to hear feedback from other people in the field and you can improve your own research and maybe hear perspectives you never thought of before. Uh, yeah, that's really cool. Um, I want to switch gears a little bit. We talked a lot about the conference. We probably tired people out just talking about how amazing this conference was. But can we talk about Boston? This conference took place in Boston. Um, and I want to know if any of you guys did anything fun in Boston. We can talk about, you know, not all conference things. Did anyone do anything fun in Boston that they'd want to share? Yeah, um... <laughs> I've been to Boston quite a few times because I have family there. And so I actually stayed with my family again, save a little bit of money. Um, so I basically just explored the city a little bit more. I went on the boardwalk got, and just tried a couple of new like funky restaurants that were <laughs> right downtown, right in the area. So nothing too exciting, but just did a lot of foot traffic work down there. I agree. I walked like 25,000 steps a day. Um and I I actually one of my favorite parts I did I did go to a lot of restaurants and cute cafes and coffee shops which was really fun but I went down to Harvard University and I went to their museums and saw some of those which were really really cool um so yeah that was probably one of my favorite parts was just taking public trans up there and just looking at how beautiful their campus was I would say I agree um if I had to say two things I said I ate a lot of good food, um, oysters and lobster rolls and some of those things that we don't have here in Iowa necessarily. And then I would also say that um, I got really good at public transportation in Boston um, and did a lot of walking as well. But it was just really nice to explore the city, um, especially coming from like a more rural Iowa growing up area. It was really exciting to be in Boston. Yeah, I would say um meeting up with colleagues um, at APHA um, and friends that I had worked with in the past. And then I was able to go to a Boston Celtics game. So that was really fun. Wow. That's Jealous. really cool. <laughs> I can agree. The Boston Celtics game was really fun. Like it was, they're, they're so proud of their team. Like they scream so loud. They're like cheering and jumping. It was so fun. <laughs> Well, I'm jealous. I mostly just ate at restaurants and we also did get a lot of takeout, which was kind of fun. But um, overall, like I was really excited. I've never been to Boston before. This was really probably one of my first times going to the East Coast. I've sort of been in Iowa my whole life, uh, or at least a majority of my life. So 
I thought it was really enlightening because, you know, as a future public health professional, I want to learn as much, you know, I could be, I could work anywhere, basically, like, I don't know where I'll get a job. So I think it's really important to learn about different communities and, you know, learning more about how Boston works. And I was like, this is really different from Iowa. So I was able to get some of that perspective and think about what they have going well for them and what we have going well for us and how we can all learn from each other. So I don't know, that's kind of like a wise perspective or whatever from just going to Boston for four days, but I think it was worth it. I, I really enjoyed it. Um, I have a couple more questions. I don't want to take up too much of your time, but I want to know if you guys have any advice for students who want to go to conferences or specifically APHA, like, do you think it was worth it for you or would you go again? I think that it was absolutely worth it. Like you take so much away as a public health professional and as a student, and it's always an experience um, to travel and just get away and take a break. The biggest piece of advice, and I, I heard someone say this and I kind of didn't listen, but was to bring comfortable shoes. Like I thought I could just wear heels for four days straight and that everything would be okay. And it was not okay. Day one, it was just not okay. So we were wearing like tennis shoes and, you know, dress pants, but that's just how it had to be because number one, the conference hall is huge. You're in a new place. So you're taking public transit, you're walking. So biggest piece of advice, pack comfortable and cute shoes. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I will second the shoes. Definitely. <laughs> I brought these little boots that I wore like every single day that went with every single outfit because I was like, professional shoes. There we go. Comfortable. Yes. <laughs> um, but in one word for like, advice for students, go. <laughs> like That's just like, attend, have fun, take anything out of it that you want because you are going to take something out of it when you go and it's just an amazing experience but the main thing is um I kind of want to hit on travel a little bit don't expect anything from travel because that goes one way or another and then you'll learn something from it I made so many friends staying nine hours in an airport it was so great <laughs> So I'm hearing your travel experience wasn't smooth sailing. I think a lot of us kind of had struggles. If anyone didn't, like, go them. But <laughs> I, I'm impressed if anyone made it there without delays. <laughs> yeah. It was I'd great. like to say it that all... I made it there without any delays, but uh, I don't want to brag a little bit. But we can. you can continue your point. <laughs> I mean, I think, well, Ellie and Eliza, I think we were all in O'Hare together for hours on end. Um yeah, it was great. You know, we played cards. We ate a bunch. I What else could you want? I really? think O'Hare took our money. <laughs> O'Hare took a lot of our money. That's what happened. Um, yeah. And it was because, number one, it was super windy and it was super cold. And it was, I think it was snowing or raining or something. I don't remember. And also Joe Biden landed in O'Hare the exact same day. The so exact same runways were going. <laughs> <laughs> because when the president comes in guys for future advice the airport basically shuts down and his plane is the only plane that gets to go so like 30 minutes <laughs> yep <laughs> so expect the unexpected do we have any other advice for our future students okay um if you're presenting um a poster try to get it printed on fabric because you can fold it in your backpack and then you can steam it like when you get to wherever you're presenting and that takes away the like the hassle of having to bring it as a carry-on. 
also um dr gilbert did like a pre-conference um thing for our department on like what to expect at APHA and that was really helpful um and I recommend like attending those um because it helped like I know that the APHA also does those when you're there like the first like day in the morning but it also helps like kind of know what you're doing um and then what else would I recommend the shoes is so true I I also was I, I also wore boots um but even wearing boots, my feet still like hurt a lot. So maybe like two pairs of boots and then also have room in your suitcase for like the free stuff to hand out. I think I had like a, a lot of free stuff that they handed out coming back with me. So like pack accordingly, have a big suitcase to just be under the 50 pound limit. Um, but yeah, pack accordingly. <laughs> be prepared. All right. Be prepared. Anything else? I would say just try to attend a wide variety of things. Um, originally going into the conference, I thought I, I picked out all events on, on women's rights and reproductive justice. Um, but after going to the first event, like that is a tough topic right now, especially. And I think that I changed up my events and I got such a wide ray and that helped not only my, my mental health at the conference, cause I think it would be tough to go to a full couple days worth of talks about reproductive justice but I also think it it allowed me to get experience and knowledge on so many different topics that I wouldn't have gotten otherwise and Peck make sure you have room in your suitcase because I ran into that problem as well (laughs) I also want to point out for people listening that if you attended in person there are still recordings available online, I believe until December 15th for anything that was in person. There are some sessions that were recorded, so you can still utilize your ticket to go. <laughs> also, the University of Iowa spent a lot of money. There were, the, there were a few colleges I know that um, pays for students to attend, and that was something I was very shocked that I found out when I attended APHA was everyone's like, oh, how many students... Um, attended in person from your college and they're like oh like well, how many was it like three to four and I was like oh no like we have 44 students attending and everyone was so shocked to hear that and they're like how and I was like oh well our college actually funds us to go and that was something I wanted to highlight that I thought was really impressive that the University of Iowa um, helped support students to attend APHA um, and that was something I was really grateful for because I don't know if I'd be able to attend if I wasn't presenting and so I think that's something that we should point out as something that we're really grateful for that our university is able to help fund us. I completely agree. I was going to bring that up if someone didn't. I was going to be like, try to find funding to go to a conference because I've gone to a couple conferences in my day. I'm not that old, but in my day, I've gone to a couple conferences and I was able to get funding for both of them. So I think that if, you know, there's a will, there is a way you might have to branch out. Like there was a conference that I went to for a neuroscience lab that I was a part of, but I still got funding from the College of Public Health um, by applying for a scholarship through them. So you just have to be willing to apply for scholarships. You have to be willing to like search and try to find funding sources. But if you can get the funding, I think it's a hundred percent worth the um, the effort to go to a conference because you get to learn just so much information. I have one more question for you guys uh, before we wrap up. 
It is a question that we ask every single person who comes on the show, and it is a really difficult one. Actually, it's really not, but you can make what you want of it. So the question is, what is one thing you thought you knew but were later wrong about? It could be about Boston. It could be about the conference. It could be about public health. It could be about your breakfast. It could be about anything. So um, I don't know, one by one, I'd like to hear what is one thing you thought you knew but were later wrong about? I think I thought I knew that I was going to go in and just like know everything, know what was going to be presented about, just be able to go to all of the classes and sessions that were happening. And then I was definitely wrong because there is just so much going on. There are so many new things to learn. Um, there there were just so many experts in so many different fields. So I was pleasantly surprised to learn that there there is never, there's nothing there there's no way that you know everything that's there. There's so much, so many new things to learn. And um, I was also a little disappointed that I couldn't go to as many sessions as I wanted to, because there's just so many, so many cool things to go sit and learn about. So that was one thing I did not know and I wasn't aware of, and I will be a lot more conscious about next year. This is something kind of that Grace and Jada just hit on, but I thought I could go to everything and I thought I could go to like five or six events every single day and be perfectly fine and not get tired. <laughs> and I was definitely wrong about that. Um, after the first two days, I was like pretty exhausted. And then I just kind of slowly went to less and less things, but still got amazing experiences. And it was a great experience, but it is also tiring like you being like businessy, like all the time. But it was really fun. But that was something that I was definitely wrong about. I thought I thought I could keep my energy level up. And I nope. <laughs> um, on a lighter note, I before going to Boston, I had only ever had one lobster roll and it was served hot. And then I went to Boston and I got a lobster roll and it was served cold. And I was very shocked. But apparently they're served both ways. <laughs> interesting That's something I learned in Boston I think maybe something that I was I thought I knew was that or maybe I don't know um I thought you had to have a lot of research experience in order to like present at a conference and you know I've only really had like two full years of research experience at this point and I was able to present so I think um putting yourself out there and just being open-minded and hardworking and willing to really put yourself out there along with your research team um anyone with research experience even like you're able to be trained in different ways so your research team will train you um you know I've been on the same research team for two years but um any research team in the college has openings typically depending on funding for entry-level positions and so they will take people with little to no experience and train you. And so anyone without experience can get research experience and that's how you work your way up. And I think that is something that I didn't know how to really get research experience when I was first in the college as a sophomore in my undergrad. And so I think that was something that I wasn't really sure about. And so I just want to put that out there that you don't really need to have it all put together before you really understand what's going on. And so yeah that's a really heartwarming note to end on i mean we're all works of progress or works in progress and i think it's 
really amazing that we were all able to bring our own perspectives and um you know we have a presenter here we have someone from every department we were able to get a nice variety of people for this panel and i'm so thankful that you guys were able to <laughs> thankful i mean we're recording this two days before thanksgiving it'll probably come out a little later but i'm really glad that you guys were able to come and speak with me and speak with our audience today on um, your experience at this American Public Health Association conference. And that's it for our episode this week. Big thanks to Grace Skirts, Ellie Madsen, Jada McDonald, and Eliza Steer for joining us today. This episode was hosted by Rada Bella Murray and written, edited, and produced by Anya Morozov. You can learn more about the University of Iowa College of Public Health on Facebook. Our podcast is available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and SoundCloud. If you enjoyed this episode and would like to help support the podcast, please share it with your friends, colleagues, or anyone interested in public health. Have a suggestion for our team? You can reach us at cph-gradambassador at uiowa.edu. This episode was brought to you by the University of Iowa College of Public Health. Until next week, stay healthy, stay curious, and take care. Thank you.